I'm Ellen. And this is Longhorn Lab Report. Eva, where are you from again? Dublin, Texas. Did you notice anything change when you moved to Austin? Uh, buildings were bigger, there were more people. Did you know that you were exposed to more microbes in the city? No! Big city, big dreams, more bugs. You can read more about it in Emmanuel's article. Got it. Eva, I also heard that you have a crush on someone in the office. Yeah, our podcast director Anthony is pretty great. (laughs) Be sure to focus on your other relationships too, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I read Canoe's science scene last week about how to maintain healthy romances. Yep, friends are great. How sure are you about that? A hundred percent sure. Interesting. So that means you're more than 95% sure? Like, you would publish that in a scientific journal? Um, I think so. I would have to solidify my definition of friends and great and do some experiments. And run some stats. You should check out Eunice's article on p-values to help you. Thanks. I definitely don't want to spread any conspiracy theories. Did you read Maluli's first conspiracy corner? Yeah. Now I kind of think there might be a counter-Earth orbiting exactly opposite from us. It's a possibility, just like it's a possibility that we might run out of water eventually. Yeah. I'm really glad Ariba wrote that story about how storing water in underground aquifers might be a good method of water conservation. Yeah. UT researchers know where to store water. Now they're looking for a place to store monkeys. Monkeys? Lawrence wrote an article about how the monkeys that UT scientists have used for research need a new home, or they might be euthanized. Oh no! Poor monkeys! Yeah, I really hope things work out for them. On the bright side, UT scientists are developing an algae that kills mosquitoes. They're going to use it to fight Zika, hopefully. Lawrence wrote about that, too. Excellent. They're also finding better ways to look at interactions between DNA-repairing proteins, which could help with cancer treatment, according to Julianne's article. So cool! The RTF department is also covering better ways of viewing things in 3D. Catherine wrote about the UT 3D showcase. That's awesome. I heard one guy made an Oculus Rift video game about his dorm room in Jester. Did you read Stacy's column this week? It's about milk. Nope, but I did interview her and learned a lot about her cool nutrition major life. Let's hear it. And this is Longhorn Lab Report. Today we're interviewing Stacy Arnold. Stacy is a senior nutrition major from Austin. She was captain of the POM squad and writes the weekly series Ask a Nutrition Major. She plans to pursue the coordinated program in dietetics here at UT next year. You can send her nutrition questions at science at thedailytexanonline.com. So Stacy, hi, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Excellent. Why did you choose nutrition? Well, I've always loved math and science, and I actually came in um, to college wanting to pursue pharmacy, and so I worked in a pharmacy freshman year as a pharmacy tech, and quickly learned that that was not the profession for me, and I still wanted to do, I still wanted to pursue something that was very math and very science-based, and I thought nutrition was something similar, and so I took a nutrition, I took a nutrition class my sophomore year and fell in love with it, and so, um, and I <laughs> took a nutrition class my sophomore year and loved it and haven't looked back ever since. Awesome. So how has being a nutrition major changed your habits? Like, what have you learned that you implemented in your life? Um, let's see. I've, I get this question a lot because people are like, oh, so, you're, you're, uh, so, you're, so you are a nutrition major, so you must eat really healthy. And um, 
I wouldn't necessarily say I eat healthier now that I know I am a nutrition student, but I just know a lot more about it, so I know exactly <laughs> what the food is doing to me. Um, but I'm by no means like eat a perfect diet or anything. I love Tiff's treats and chocolate and um, french fries just as much as anybody else and enjoy them. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do you notice college students like what do you think college students have the most problems with nutrition wise? Um, I think it's probably just you're going from high school where you're constantly active, you know, you go to school for eight hours a day and then a lot of people are involved in sports. And um, so your your meals are, you know, pretty spread out and you're, like I said, you're a lot more active. And then you come to college, which is a lot more sedentary. You're not, you know, in, you're not going to sports practice. And there's also so much more food available. So you have, you're like, dorm buffet foods, and then you have, like, tip streets you can call, and then 24-hour Whataburger right down the street. You've obviously so. never been to my mother's house. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's <laughs> so, just a lot more food available, and um, you're not as busy all the time as you were in high school. So probably just um, the availability of not-as-good-for-you foods. So. Interesting. So how do you think college students can navigate around that problem? Um, probably just making sure you're getting exercise, just even, um, I mean, like, walking around the block if you need to, just to get some kind of activity in, and then, um, like, not doing late-night snacking. I know it's hard just because, uh, you know, we're up late studying and doing homework, and, you know, you go out, and then you want to snack afterward, but, um, I think the late-night snacking is something you can cut out and ill easily, um. Cut out anything extra. So why is that like? Why is that more of a problem than like a second breakfast? Why is eating late at night worse for you than eating in the morning? I wouldn't. I mean, the timing of how much, uh, the timing of when you consume excess calories, it really. I don't think there's any science that proves that you know eating excess calories late at night is any different than um, earlier in the morning. I just feel like at nighttime you're you're just more prone to um, like just more prone to overeat, you know, if you go out and like, you know, have drink alcohol or anything, you're a lot more, um, your inhibitions are lowered, so you're going to just eat more, um, whereas like earlier in the day, you probably clear, clear mind and you're not as, as, um, what is the word, as, as, it's not going to be as, um, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be as big of an issue than to overeat in the in the morning time. If that makes sense, kind of. Interesting. So yeah, very cool. So um, if I'm a college student and I have an all nighter planned out, do you know of any ways that I can adjust my nutrition? Um, to compensate for that? Do you have to do the all-nighter? <laughs> when you have lack of sleep, you're also going to make poor dietary choices just because, um, not only because you're tired and so you're just, you know, lowers your um, ability to, like, think straight, but also there's, um, I think there's a couple of studies that prove um, your hormone levels are all messed up, so you're going to be, um, like, hungrier and craving different foods whether rather than if you get a full, like, amount of sleep. So Which is really interesting. I know. So it, like, motivates me to get a full, like, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep just so I don't snack all day. Very interesting. So, yeah, if you can avoid the all-nighter, then don't. 
that's I guess a kind of cheat cheating way around your question you asked, but just don't have the all-nighter in the first place. So when you were in high school, mm-hmm. were you did you do athletics? I was on the drill team in high school. So I've been okay. dancing for forever, so drill team was was my sport. I okay. Guess. So how do you adjust your diet as an athlete? Uh for oh wait, so how did I eat? Like just like when you're dancing competitively mm-hmm. versus when you're do dancers have like off seasons or uh, uh, you're just like oh wait you don't adjust your diet you just <laughs> well I'm trying to think because dance dancers we go like really all year round mm-hmm. um especially on the palm squad that we're always doing something um but I guess for people who are transitioning from high school to college and you're going from like an athletic like you're doing athletics and then you kind of take a break from um, like daily practices, just be mindful of are you eating when you're really hungry because obviously if you're burning a lot more calories in high school, you're going to be hungrier. So you do need to re-energize and refuel. But um, just be mindful of the fact that you're not in college if you're not working out as he- as heavily as you did in high school and you don't need to be eating the same amount as you did. And so what if you're doing the opposite? What if you start training for um, an athletic event or a race you're like, I'm going to run the Longhorn Run this year. But it, yeah, it definitely. If you're doing a lot more um, physical activity, then you need to fuel your body appropriately. So, um, you know, you can talk to a dietitian who can make an individual um, individualized plan for you because, you know, your energy needs are going to be very different um, based on your gender and your height, your weight, your muscle mass, and a variety of Are there of dietitians factors. here at UT? Yes, there's a um, registered dietitian who works in the university um, housing Vision and Housing and Food Service. Um, there's also um, Amy Culp is the athletic nutritionist so she, or dietitian, so she works with the athletes. Tori Jarzabowski is another dietitian, and she works at the Fitness Institute of Texas. Um, and I'm sure there is, um, and there's a whole nutrition department here um, that teaches nutrition, and a lot of them are registered dietitians as well. Oh, and a lot of nutrition majors are registered dietitians? Or a lot of nutrition um, professors. So it's really cool because you get to, um, a lot of them, before they started teaching, they worked in hospitals or private practices or um, a variety of different experience working as a dietitian. So it's cool that they teach now and you can kind of get the firsthand, um, first their firsthand knowledge of not only um, what it's of their knowledge and nutrition, but also what it was like to work in the field as a dietitian. Very cool. So can you explain to me sort of... Um, what a dietitian does, and sort of maybe if you can think of any other career, like, or just explain to me what a dietitian does because I don't really understand. So a dietitian is somebody who helps individuals make um, food choice food choices so that they're able to um, pursue activities um, they want to do and basically uh, and be healthy and have like optimal you know have live life in optimal. Let's try again. Dietitians are people who want. To, dietitians are people who work with individuals um, and help them make food choices so that they're able to um, be healthy and um, have like an optimal um, quality of life. So there are dietitians who work in hospitals, and so they can do um, like tube feedings and work with um, like do diabetes education and um, you know cardio like a. Uh, People who have heart problems have certain diets they need to follow versus people who have, you know, cancer patients also have a certain diet they need to follow. Um, you can also work with athletes. Um, you can work in private practice. So if people need to, people just want to come in and do like weight loss or weight management, 
or have certain food allergies. Um, they can talk to a, a dietitian who has their own private practice. Um, eating disorders, that's another kind of area. They can also work in the food service sector, so they can work like with um, hospital cafeterias or school cafeterias, because all of that planning needs to go through a registered dietitian to make sure that students and um, patients are getting um, the correct, getting good nutrition as it's important for learning and for um, healing. So That's so interesting. I know, it's I a really broad understand. field. Yeah. So you can kind of go anywhere. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. That is really cool. So what are some other career options available to nutrition majors? Um, are a lot of them pre-med? A or? lot of them, so there's like four different routes in the nutrition majors. Um, nutritional science, so you can do pre-med, pre-dent, pre-PT, kind of that route. Um, there's nutrition and business, so that would, I think people, a lot of people to do that route would go and work for me like food companies. Um, there's also the dietetic route, which is what I'm on. A lot of those people would like to become registered dietitians. And I think there's an international nutrition, and I'm not, international nutrition track. Um, You'll have to check me on that. I'm not 100% sure. But um, that's another kind of route. And I'm sure you could do a variety of, I know I have one friend who went on it and she wanted to do something with like public health and um, I do um, like nonprofit work with that. So that's so a bunch of different, yeah. Very cool. So, um, Yeah, what is, do you have any other advice to college students? If you were outside the field of nutrition, but you were able to take one nutrition class, what would you take? That's outside the field of nutrition. Like if you were like class, if you were like a classic civilizations major, if okay. you could take one nutrition class, what would you take? Hmm. I would say. If you just wanted to learn about food in general, there's a um, food science class. And so you just learn about um, literally the science of food. So how bread rises and how, um, oh gosh, how like, you know, they, how yogurt is made, how cheese is made, how alcohol is made. And then along with that class, there's a lab. So we got to do some cooking. And um, that was really cool. Um, we made um, a bunch of different fun things up in gearing in the kitchen up there. So... I don't know. I think that'd be fun to take a cooking class and intro to food science. Intro to food science. Got it. That was fun. So, yeah, thank you so much. Do you have any other final parting words of advice for college students um, besides um, avoid late night snacks? <laughs> basically, you <laughs> can... really good advice. <laughs> I know. That's a hard one to follow. But basically, you can um, enjoy everything in moderation. So mm -hmm. don't think that you need to go crazy. Um like limiting yourself or restrictive dieting because that won't work in the long run. Just enjoy everything in moderation and get a lot of variety in your diet and you'll be good to go. Excellent. Thank you so much, Stacy. No problem. And you can ask Stacy questions at science at thedailytexanonline.com. Thanks for listening. This is Longhorn Lab Report. Thanks for listening to Longhorn Lab Report. Tune in next week for more cool science. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at The Daily Texan and our podcast department at Texan Podcasts. And be sure to check out The Daily Texan online at dailytexanonline.com for more awesome content. This podcast was produced by The Daily Texan and hosted by Eva Frederick and Ellen Earhart with special guests Stacey Arnold 
and the music was by Jazar. Be sure to check back next week for our next episode, and for more science and technology news, go to dailytextandonline.com.